1: Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager here. It's very scary thing that happened in Nashville, as any murder of children is scary. Most murders of children are isolated events of morally and mentally disturbed individuals they have no other meaning other than the moral chaos of the time and the moral chaos within the individual who engaged in as horrific a thing as we have in the human species, the mass murder of children, although you don't need mass, the murder of a child is bad enough. But on rare occasions, and I'm, I'm trying to think of an analogy here, do we have another occasion of the murder of children for ideological reasons? Children may have been bystanders to, or yes, bystanders to other murders, but not targeted. In the case of school shootings, children are targeted, so we have here something that might, I I don't have a reservoir of data in my mind of every single shooting of children in in America in the last quarter century, let's say, but we might have crossed a line here, and it is worthy of note. We have here an individual based on what we know now, an individual who considered herself to be male. From the pictures and the descriptions that I read and saw, she was a female until rather recently, or she identified as a female. She remains a female, or she remained a female in any objective sense, but Objective is now considered a term of white supremacy, even objective answers in math, a subject I will get to later on. She murdered because of anger at Christianity for having the temerity of stating that There are only two sexes, and you cannot become the other one. That's it. That is what it takes today. Think about it. That is what it takes today to be considered a hater and, in some cases, worthy of death. In fact, the extent of that is made clear by the press secretary of the Arizona Governor. It's from the Daily Mail. The press secretary for Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs shared an image of an armed woman. In a tweet blasting transphobes. What it takes to be a transphobe is to assert that there were two sexes. That makes you a hater. And that is the position of the New York Times. Washington Post, ABC, CBS, NBC, NPR, PBS, CNN. You realize that? It is the position of most schools. It is the position of nearly every university to assert that there are two sexes and you cannot become the other one much as you might wish to is an act of hate and you are such a hater that you might be deserving of death. Again, the press secretary for Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs shared an image of an armed woman in a tweet blasting transphobes just hours after a transgender shooter gunned down six in a Christian school. Jocelyn Berry uploaded a GIF of a woman holding two handguns on Monday evening alongside the caption us when we see transphobes get that the picture that she uploaded was of a woman holding two handguns with the caption us when we see transphobes. So if you assert that children should not have hormone blockers, let alone genitalia altering and breast removal surgery, you are worthy of having a gun pointed at you came less than 12 hours after Nashville resident Audrey Hale, 28, who had recently adopted the name Aiden, used he, him pronouns, killed three children and three adults in a mass shooting at the Covenant School Monday. Republicans have now called for Berry's firing, followed the distasteful tweet prompting her to turn her Twitter profile private. The press secretary of Arizona, of the governor of Arizona, now has a private Twitter account. Interesting in and of itself. Berry, who has only worked for Hobbes since January, shared a shot of actress Gina Rowlands in the 1980 movie Gloria. Earlier in the day, she had posted, If you work in the progressive community and are transphobic, you're not progressive. Another woman that is helping to destroy this society, as there's an increasing percentage of those who are doing this damage are female. Why that is, is a very, very complex subject, I presume, but certainly worthy of exploration. On Tuesday, DailyMail.com exclusively revealed that Hale, that is the shooter, was at odds with her devout Christian parents because they, quote-unquote, couldn't accept she was gay and transgender. By the way, it's an interesting question. So she's gay and transgender. So if she presents as male, and she's a gay woman, So I presume she wants, not presume, that means she wants for physical intimacy, for sex, she wants a woman. So she's presenting as a male to attract a lesbian woman. Uh, It's complex. I'm not being cute. I wanted to explain to you what is going on in her mind. Church coordinator Norma, 61, and her husband Ronald refused to let, that is the parents of the murderer, refused to let Hale dress as a man in their home. And so what you do is you murder Christian children and teachers. That is the narcissism of our age and writ large into a sociopathological stance. You object to me, to my behavior, and therefore I murder all of those who are affiliated with your objection. There is no doubt in my mind that there are people on the left who in their hearts, f- feel that this was deserved. After all, if you are a hater, while they're not calling for your death and do not announce officially that they celebrate it, what do you think they would like to happen to haters? We live in a sick age. And it is morally sick as well as psychologically pathologic. And there are terrible prices to be paid. Six people paid the ultimate price because of that. When I look at the pictures of those kids, six years old, I think they are, or nine, nine, six or nine. And as a parent, I just think of the parents. It's a a disturbing day in American history. There are tweets and billboards announcing that there is genocide against the trans community. If you're trans and you believe that, that's a bad thing. Natural disasters, airline cancellations and runway near misses, supply chain issues, inflation, rising interest rates, and sky high government debt. This is Dennis Prager for Amfed Coin and Bullion. There's a lot in the news about what consumers cannot control, so let's talk about what you can control. You can control how you choose to invest and protect your wealth. That's why I choose to do business with Nick Grovich and his company Amfed Coin & Bullion. Now is a great time to own tangible assets like gold, silver, and platinum. With over 41 years experience and tens of thousands of satisfied clients, Nick will help you make informed decisions and show you smart choices which have been proven winners time and time again. AmFed. Coin and Bullion will sell you the right types of precious metals to get the maximum value for your money. Take control of your investments like I did. Call Nick and his team at AmFedCoin and Bullion at 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. the beginning, the New York Times and CNN and others reported that a female shooter had murdered these teachers and students, and then they found out that in the the last few months she identified as a male, and so they uh, tripped over themselves to apologize about getting it wrong. New York Times tweets, There was confusion later on Monday about the gender identity of the assailant in the Nashville shooting. Officials had used she and her to refer to the suspect, who, according to a social media post and a LinkedIn profile, appeared to identify as a man in recent months. So they went on to do the same. If this was not a hate crime, then I don't know, I'm not. I'm not being hyperbolic or rhetorical. I don't know what is if that is not a hate crime. She hates Christians. Her parents were Christian. They didn't want her to dress as a boy in their home. Okay. So therefore you murder Christian children and teachers. Make, make sense? Let's see if I could find. Twitter took it down, but there is. A, they're, they're calling. Who the they are, I'm not clear. Some are calling for a day of vengeance. Trans-related. The idea: this is from WashingtonStand.com. Huh. Well, here's from Fox News. Let's Let's read that to you. Radical Group's Trans Day of Vengeance moves forward in wake of Nashville school shooting. This is from uh, two days ago. A transgender activist group is scheduled to hold a Trans Day of Vengeance outside of the Supreme Court on Saturday, just a, days after a transgender individual opened fire in a Christian school. The time is now. The trans, non-binary, gender-nonconforming, intersex communities are facing astronomical amounts of hate from the world. The Trans Radical Activist Network action on its website promoting uh, hashtag Trans Day of Vengeance. There it is. Yes, or oh, it's right up on the screen if you're watching the Salem News Channel. Trans they of vengeance. Stop transgenocide. Genocide. This is the continuation of the rape of words that has always been emblematic of the left since Lenin and the Soviets. They did it, by the way, with their own term, Bolshevik. Bolshevik in Russian means majority Nick and they called their opponents mensheviks minority nicks bolshe is the same root as the word Bolshoi, as in Bolshoi, ballet means big so they were they were the minority but they named themselves the majority is this is a genocide there was trans genocide i'll bet you that a a certain percentage not an insubstantial percentage of trans people believe that there is genocide taking place against trans. So what do you what do? You, do? you uh, arm yourself. Tran describes itself as a network of unapologetic activists fighting for queer liberation and promoted the pro- protest earlier this year on social media. The Twitter account of the group is currently protected, and Fox News Digital was unable to review its tweets Tuesday afternoon. That's yesterday. Trans website was still promoting the event as of Tuesday, day after the school shooting in Nashville. The perpetrator, the rest we know. Really, what a sick time. We need to be honest here, both in terms of sympathy and in terms of mm, self-protection. If you really believe you are a person of the opposite sex, it is a disturbing thing in you. It is hard to believe that inner peace is truly available to the vast majority of people who are transgender. You say you're a woman and you've lived a serious part of your life as what you are biologically, a man. You say you're a woman, you don't have a clue what it means to be a woman, please understand that. A man does not know what it means to be a woman, and a woman does not know what it means to be a man. It's an imaginary transition that you are making. The notion that I feel that I am trapped, I am really a woman in a man's body, is a statement of psychological disturbance. It's not a statement of, well, that's a fact that I am a woman trapped in a man's body or a man trapped in a woman's body. And when you get undressed, you are severely reminded of what you are. As a general rule, these these are not happy people. They, they have tremendous unhappiness that led them to this decision. No happy person, I think even the trans community, can acknowledge this. No happy person walks around thinking, I am the other sex. And they think that they will be happy. They will attain that universally desired end of happiness by doing something radical. And then it turns out that they aren't happier. And they can acknowledge that they made a mistake in what they did, They can acknowledge that they will never really have happiness, or they can blame the society for their unhappiness. Those who do the latter are frightening. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business, almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business, nearly $250,000. And COVIDTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and pay your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay-up-front companies. That make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low, reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org, COVIDTaxRelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. Hello, my friends. Dennis Prager here. go to Atlanta, Georgia, and Peter. Hello, Peter. Hello, Dennis. Hi. Can you hear me? I do.
2: Yeah, I have a wish for you, Dennis. Uh, I wish you many, many, many transgender grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. I have a transgender child, and he is a blessing in my life. I believe I've talked to you about him before. I agree with you on nothing and listen to you fairly regularly. And I be, I have a the experience when I listen to you and you talk about transgender issues that you're speaking as if you don't. You're not bearing in mind that transgender people in their families might be listening to you. Um, I spent the last six weeks here in the state of Georgia lobbying against the legislation that will now be challenged in federal court, and if the same thing happens in Georgia that happened in Alabama and Arkansas, it will be enjoined on constitutional grounds that bans health care for my child. And I was engaging in civic participation in a way that I think that my child's Cub Scout troop, at which he pledges allegiance every time he goes would have been very proud and i was very proud to engage my government in that way by lobbying i was very heartbroken that i could not come home to my child and tell him where i had been because i could not figure out a way to explain to my child what i was doing and why that would not be interpreted by him and by and and any reasonable person in his position as an affront and an attack on the person that he is by the government that he believes in. And, you know, I think that you and your colleagues on this network, like almost all people in media, pick your topics in a way that you think is going to drive eyeballs. You do not invite on Just trans folks, trans kids, people like me, you want to talk about, you know, trans, you know, some random website that's talking about trans genocide instead of the 85 families that are in my parent support group from throughout Georgia who love their kids as you love your family and are regular folks. I had breakfast this morning. With a couple. One, the father was a Jewish man, as you and I are. He was in tears because he knew that he could not get on the phone and talk to his father, his child's grandfather, about the fact that he is beginning to suspect that his four-year-old, who, thank you very much, has not been groomed by the public schools nor corrupted by TikTok but who is having an emerging gender identity, which is developmentally appropriate for a preschooler. And this man was in tears that he couldn't imagine getting on the phone with his father because he knew that his father would reject his grandchild's truth. And so bless the First Amendment, bless your radio show, and remember that we are here, Dennis.
1: Okay, so if you, I gave you a very long time to speak. I didn't even. And
2: I will I, always I, remember that you did. Thank,
1: thank you. you. Okay, thank you. So, first, you said one thing that isn't true and which I resent. It has nothing to do with me. Your child is not being denied, that. trans children are not being denied medical care. That term is a lie. If, it, if, a, chi- if a child has cancer. Well, or uh, or COVID. You know wait, wait, wait! I, I, I you know if you don't let, if you don't let up. me talk, okay. okay, the, go for okay. It. It's a lie Sorry. that trans are being denied medical care. They are being denied transitional, permanent altering hormones and surgeries before the age of eighteen. That is not being denied medical care. The term should not be used, and it's just completely dishonest, and just foments hate among trans people at those of us who don't believe boys can become girls.
2: Okay. We are going to amicably disagree. Right. You so you, you believe,
1: you you would continue to say trans kids are being denied health care, not transitional, know, not not transitional hormones to... or surgery, health care.
2: Well, they are transitional. They are transition. I'm not going con- to, I think surgery is largely a red herring. Not entirely, but largely.
1: Fine. Um, I'm but,
2: just going to but, align myself with the American Academy of Pediatrics and the American uh, Medical th- that's Association. That's
1: true. You COVID-19. are. I agree. You are aligned with them. We'll continue. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Male, female, hour. most honest talk about men and women I am aware of in the American media trying to have each sex understand the other, and for that matter, understand themselves. And as I point out, almost each week I am not a man fan or a woman fan, I am a good person fan. And that should be obvious to anybody who listens to me in general, and certainly on the male-female hour. And no topic is off-limits. Because when you place topics off limits, uh, you are not dealing with, in some cases, some of the most important topics possible, because it's uncomfortable to deal with the subject. As the cliche goes, burying your head in the sand is not a good route to improving one's life, or let alone one's relationship. The topic that I have chosen for today uh, came up in a phone call to me from a man in his 30s who listed some of the reasons it was very difficult for him to find uh, a, a woman to marry, and he, he went through the, a very normal list. Of things that he would like, or he he considers essential uh, to finding a woman. He wanted a conservative woman. He wanted a religious woman. He wanted an uh, an attractive woman. Oh, fine, no no issue. And and then noted and a virgin. And. Uh, it struck me as really, and I said uh, something to the effect. I believe I said, I, you know, I, "I do part company with you there." I don't, I don't think that that should be on your list, or that it should be disqualifying if she has been with a man, which, of course, any divorced woman is, and uh, and for whatever reason the vast majority of women in the eligible age of what he wanted would have not been or would have been with a man. So I I am curious because I never related, I never under even really understood some things you understand. You, know, you understand adultery. Everybody understands adultery. We don't support it, but we understand it. But I don't understand that one. So I'm curious, if you are a woman, have you ever come up against that as an issue with a man you were interested in? By the way, does it matter to you as a, as a woman? I might ask the same question. It's generally not regarded as equally important, but if it is, I'd like to hear from you. Have you met a man who disqualified you because you had been with a man, and can any of you explain why this is important to X number of men? And the X might be very small today, but it might be bigger than I think. I have no idea, since I don't know anybody, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I do, and we never discussed it, but I don't know anybody for whom this is a sine qua non, a an indispensable element in finding somebody one eight prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three, triple seven, six, I will say from a very early age, I found men who themselves were not virgins, but demanded that the woman they marry be one. I found that and I am no feminist, and I am no believer that the sexes are the same, but in that arena, uh, I have to say I found I had actually disrespect for the man who said that. It's okay that I have been with other women or, another, or an other woman, but it is not okay for the, my prospective bride to have been. Is this an ego thing? If so, I don't relate to it. Uh, is this a religious thing? There's no religious uh, demand that you marry a, a, a virgin. If if that was important to you and that was part of the deal, then okay, then there are religious Prescriptions, but uh, otherwise, there I, I am the only the only case I know of. Is I think of the high priest in ancient Israel would have to have married a virgin. That was the only example I know of biblically of where that was a a law. So he could he couldn't marry, for example, a divorced woman. I think that's true. Uh, now that I'm thinking of it, I think that re- remains. Actually, the issue is not uh, virginity, but the issue is divorced. I think to this day, in traditional or Orthodox Jewish law, even a, a regular priest cannot marry a a, a divorced woman. So. Uh, Maybe it wasn't unique to the high priest. I'm sure many of you listening know the answer, but in any event, the the, the issue is not specifically the virginity issue. One eight Prager seven seven six. So in in effect, I'm I'm really also asking: Is it even a factor today? In in any groups or in any. Uh, men's lives. It might be outside of the United States or outside of Western culture. That may, that may well be. And even then, I am curious as to what the, what the motivation is. Does a man feel that, you know, she's used goods? The very notion is, to me, somewhat pathetic is is he worried uh, that she will compare him to another man or men that she's been with hard for me to imagine that most women who are in love with the man that they are hoping to marry are thinking well you know joe was was better in bed uh, but I'm, I'm only dealing with what I'm trying to guess might be an issue for some men. One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. I will admit that when this man listed his qualifications for a wife, I was, you know, humming along there. I was. Happy-go-lucky, wanted a conservative, intelligent, pretty, whatever his list was. And then virgin. Oh, my my boat stopped rowing. (laughs) I've now created a new saying. There was there was very little sympathy in me, but there was not. It's not just sympathy. It's not that I object morally, which I do. I mean, to disqualify a woman on those grounds is not is not fair, in my opinion. Uh, and and you may be really disqualifying a great uh, woman in in your life. But as I said, it's not. It, it's just not comprehensible. Let's say you are religious and and for some reason that is an important thing to you. Well, what if the woman had led a secular life and then became religious and then believed that only only marriage is for sex? So you're still going to disqualify this woman? Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell, with my pillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. Just go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listeners square. To the buy one, get one free offer, enter promo code PRAGER or call 800 761 6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. Yeah, there I go,
3: there you are
1: the male-female hour every Wednesday, second hour, and the subject is men who value virginity, in fact, forgetting value, who regard it as a sine qua non. If you're not, I'm not going to date you even, and I, I, have, I don't relate to that. Uh, obviously, there are those who do. But, so I'm asking how you regard it, San Antonio and Ronda. Hello, Rhonda.
4: Hello, Dennis. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. Um, I have an older son that is single, and one uh, of how the excuse that me, I how think, old is he? He's uh forty okay, and I think one of the things that has prevented him from marrying is because he's always had a strong sense of right and wrong and I've always appreciated that but he's kept himself pure he's never slept with anybody and he feels like he knows that a lot of the girls that he dates have and they've slept around and he doesn't want to marry somebody that slept around when he hasn't and a part of me kind of understands that because I didn't sleep with anybody before I married but I found out after I married that his dad had (laughs) so I understand that feeling of betrayal as far as that goes. Well, wait, was
1: the betrayal in your case because your husband didn't level with you or because he had not been a a virgin?
4: Well, it might have been a little of both. I don't know what I had done if he had leveled with me before marriage, but it would have been nice to know, to have known. Yes, I I
1: agree with you. I, I do agree with you. I think people should tell people everything. Uh, yes. that, if you hide before marriage, you'll certainly hide after marriage. So, by the way, what happened with your marriage? Did it last? Well,
4: that marriage did not last, and uh, we were divorced. And
1: after how many years?
4: Uh, after about ten years.
1: Hmm. And but you had this child. Yeah. With two. with with uh, you had two children with this man. I, are, are you I married did. now?
4: I mean, yes. I've I'm remarried.
1: So the man you remarried, I assume, was not a virgin when you married him.
4: No, he had been married before, as I had. I mean, I couldn't hold that standard up, could I? I mean,
1: you know. Right. No. 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 So wait. So. So you're living proof that it doesn't matter.
4: You would think so, and my son is. It thanks a lot, and and as my husband, and I. I felt like God gave me that husband so that my. My children could see that, you know, I, I needed them to have a father, you know, in their life. And it was my father for a long time. And then this man, and he's been a good father to them. So
1: I'm curious, if your does your son want to get married? Does he really want to, or, or does he say he wants to?
4: I think he, he was really wanting to get married when he was in high school. And he did everything the way that I think a young person should do it. And I don't care who it was or what... He just seems to have he 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 was always he always had uh, feelings for somebody that had no feelings for him. He's had his heart broken multiple times and uh, things just never worked out for him for one reason or another. But, you know, there were some people that really cared for him and he just didn't have feelings for him. So it just never worked out. And it's. It's been very painful for me to watch because, like I said, he talked about being a father and, and a husband, went, you know, uh-huh. at a young age.
1: So, so is he religious? Yes. So if I were to say to him, what do you think God wants more for you? That you remain unmarried because you can't find a virgin or that you find a non-virgin and make a religious home and family?
4: That's a great question. I've never thought of putting it that way, and maybe I'll ask him that question. I would love for him to be able to sit down with you. <laughs> yes,
1: so do I. I am using you as a conduit. I really wish I could. My friends, I have to put this as honestly, but in in no way meant no way meant defensively. The amount of rational thinking in the human race is minimal. But I, I, I'm sure she'll ask him that question now that, now that I posed it that way. So God wants you not to make a family. Right? Not to marry, not to make a family, even though he said it's not good for man to be alone. He didn't say, better to be alone if you can't find a virgin. I know my Bible pretty well. I don't see a hint of that one. A lot of people use religion rather than live it. Okay. All right, let's see here. It's uh, it's I never would have thought to even choose this topic, but for the fact that this single man called in and mentioned it as a necessity uh, in the uh, in whom he would choose. Marika in Southern California, hello.
5: Yes, hi, Dennis. What a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. My whole family is really big fans. Anyway, I was a virgin. I've been, in a month or so, I'll be 40 years married. Ironically, my husband's 17 years older than I am, and uh, I... I grew up in the 80s in the in New York City actually I'm from Brooklyn not too far from where you were from but I I went to school in Manhattan and um it was a time of the AIDS scare herpes scare and simply um I come from a, a nationality that's not necessarily religious but very family oriented and um you know there wasn't like where would you do it? <laughs> Limited space in small apartments, you know, uh, but I dated only about two guys, and it was important to both of them and i married I married my husband, who it was important to and um I think my experience has been that it's a lot of times with men they just um they feel that they maybe if a woman has more experience, then they would be more likely to be um uh, to play around. Uh, I also, one factor that kept me that way was it my choice only because my mother had been promiscuous.
1: Well, okay, back in a moment.
2: That helps.
1: you got to put the mic on. Really, really. That's an important button. Male, female hour, every Wednesday, second hour. Is it important to you or somebody you know, is it important to him, usually a him, maybe a her too, that the person he marries is a virgin? I never thought to ask this question since I didn't think it was particularly operative in the time in which we live, but it is. Apparently, in fact, it was a caller who gave me this this idea, who said it was important to him. It's an interesting, it's such an interesting question, because the question always arises, why? Why is it important to you? I mean, obviously, anybody, the most religious person, for example, will feel no religious, see no religious issue in marrying a divorced woman, let's say, who's obviously, or presumably, obviously, not a virgin. So it's not virginity as such. I understand people who believe that the place for sexual relations is the the marital bed. I totally, I respect that. I have great sympathy for it in the final analysis, Uh, but still, wanting a virgin, especially if you're not, uh, I'd like to know why. All right, let's see here. So I, all right, so Marika, I thank you for your call, and she married a man 17 years old. She was a virgin, I presume that he was not. And I thank you. And her mother was promiscuous, and I remember the call, and she did not want to emulate her mom. It's an interesting question. How much not wanting to be like a parent, one of your parents, how much does that animate people? Hmm. See, I get topics from you. I would have never thought of that topic. That's a happiness hour topic. How much do you not want to be your father if you're a man? How much do you not want to be your mother if you're a woman? Huh. You know, when I hear these things, I, I, I'm very open and, and even, as one caller put it, transparent. And I I did that deliberately in the very beginning of my broadcast life. So sometimes it really occurs to me, I'm very lucky. <laughs> I mean, it occurs to me every day how lucky I am. But I I haven't been bedeviled by those issues. I never thought, thank God, I would say, I don't want to be like my father. I didn't think I wanted to be like my father, and I didn't think I didn't want to be like my father. My father played a... a, a, a positive role as a role model in my life which is the in in many ways very not in many ways it's obvious it's it's oh, for a boy a dad model is really important it's why if a father shames a family it is extremely hard on the children especially a son Okay, let's go to your calls here. In good old Claremore, Oklahoma, Victor, the famous Victor of Claremore. Hello.
0: Hello, Dennis. I'm a transplant from Southern California. I was born in Los Angeles, and three years ago I came out to Claremore. uh,
1: Are you happy you moved?
0: I'm very happy. I couldn't be happier. I believe it. Anyway, let me give you a little of my thoughts on the subject. I will be 70 years old tomorrow, or next month.
1: Happy birthday.
0: I'm engaged. Thank you. I'm engaged to a wonderful woman. This will be my third marriage. We are planning to get married in the Catholic Church. I grew up a Catholic, left for about 50 years and came back. Uh, And my first marriage... I was All right, hold on. All right.
1: Life. Wait, wait, wait. That's a good place to, to stop. Don't hang up. I want to hear your story. Last three days of the March fundraising month for PragerU. If you're worried about this country, and especially its young people, and you should be, we are a major, major force in offering them healthy, beautiful, noble... Values, micro and macro, everything is free so that we can reach as big an audience as possible. We do reach a gigantic one with a billion views a year. And most of them, 65%, are under 35 years of age. It's only possible because people donate. And whatever you give this week, the three remaining days, is tripled. So please, go to prageru.com or call 833 prageru. Thank you for whatever you give. Back to Oklahoma and Victor, who will be married for his third time in the Catholic Church this time. The subject is those who value virginity before marriage or when they marry. So, what's uh what's your story? You're marrying and Mike. Yep. My story was the first time I got married, I was 21. He
0: was a virgin, although I will say we had intercourse one time before we got married. But it was ended up, it was a horrible marriage from the start. It lasted 11 years, and I had three sons. That's the only positive thing about the marriage. Being Catholic, I didn't believe in divorce. Should have let that go, but didn't. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Were you married in the church?
0: No, I was married in her church. She was a Protestant.
1: Okay. So I don't remember. What is the the, uh, Catholic Church's view is, of course, if you want to have a Catholic wedding, you have to have either not been married or widowed or annulled. But does that yes, hold so I, true? I had, does that hold true if it's a non-Catholic wedding?: I had to have both of my marriages
0: annulled. My first marriage, as I said, was in the Protestant church. My uh-huh. second marriage was in the church, but she was brought up Catholic. So I had to have both annulled. but the since I did not file for divorce, my annulment was pretty smooth and pretty quick.
1: All right, so in a nutshell, what does this have to do with the virginity subject?
0: Well, when I grew up, my dad said to me, and he gave me a lot of good advice, but one of them I didn't agree with. He said, you want to marry a virgin. And I thought, well, that probably you know, had some impact on my thinking at that time, but When I got married to my second wife, who was five years older than me and much more experienced, I was far more satisfied. I think this idea of marrying a virgin doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: (laughs) Well, it's clear that's what you believe. And I thank you for calling. Hmm. I Look, I have great respect for uh, people. I have a very broad bandwidth. Of acceptance of theologies and practices and traditions so if you have a tradition that you should be a virgin and marry a virgin it's not my understanding even though I I do believe ideally intercourse is reserved for marriage nevertheless it is not my understanding of something that would be important to me in choosing a wife. So the question is, why is it? And that's that's what I'm asking. All right, let's see here. Uh, Cedar Lake, Indiana. Jeff, hello.
3: Hello. Uh, First-time caller, long-time listener.
1: Thank you. Uh, and I
3: really appreciate you. But I I, I married my wife uh, 40 years ago now. She had two children when um, when we got married and who I adopted. But I think in a way, I was a virgin. All I was a virgin. She obviously was not. In a way, you have to forgive them for that, in a way. In other words, you can't bring it up. You can't
1: well, well, forgive me, you know, Jeff. Wait wait, 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 forgive me. What, what is there to forgive her for? What sin did she commit?
3: Well, you just, you just have to not bring it up to her that, you know, she, she had been. Um, I mean, I mean, she was she, married. Well, she had, she had children. Right? I mean, yeah, children, right? Yeah, she, she, she had to get married for her first marriage. So <clears throat> it was that, but. Just in a way, you, you have to, in a way, forgive. Like I say, in a way, forgive. Um, right, but forgiving we implies... Oh, forgive me.
1: Forgive me. Maybe you want to say forget, but forgive well, implies forget. that she did something wrong.
3: Well, correct.
1: You're right. I would say forget. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. That's okay. what you mean. Okay. Fair enough. I, again, I... Look, whatever helps a marriage, I'm for. Okay. End of issue. Having said that, I I just don't personally relate to the need to forget that. The woman that I am happily, delightfully happily married to, whom I met 19 years ago last week, uh, had two kids too. It, it doesn't occur to me as an that it would be an issue. It, it uh, okay, and I'm being respectful. If it look as I said, all that matters is what helps your marriage. But I I try to understand people's thinking. That if I don't have that thinking, if I think like others, I can explain it. But if I don't think like others, it's hard for me to explain. And that's why I'm having this hour. I want people to tell me why it is important to them or to somebody else. I can't get that 40-year-old son out of my mind from earlier in the hour. Back in a moment. (music) ¶¶ Hello everybody, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I bring to you stories every day that betoken the age of staggering confusion and darkness in which we live, where virtually every elite is morally and intellectually corrupt, very often financially corrupt, but that's... Actually not as bad as the other corruptions. Here's an amazing story. Woke ideology corrupts Canada's math curriculum National Review. Two plus two no longer equals four, according to members of the Ontario Mathematics Coordinators Association. Umka. Ontario Mathematics Coordinators Association, who consider the equation to be a white supremacist dog whistle instead of a basic mathematical truth. Sean, I think we need a recording of a dog whistle. I don't know what that sounds like, however. You played a dog whistle? I see. Silence. Okay, I'm missing something. I haven't heard it once. Okay, so something is awry, Sean. As I'm hearing nothing. All right. Clearly, he's he's uh, he's uh, fooling around with me. Uh, but th- that violates Alan's rule. Uh, your point is you can't hear a dog whistle. Oh, only the dog can. Oh, I missed it. You're right. I knew that. I All right. He's right. He was right. He played nothing. That's a dog whistle because I'm a human. What if I identify as a dog? Could I hear a dog whistle then? The, these are truly existential questions to be posed in our age. Uh, Okay, so it's a dog whistle for white supremacy. Now, do you realize something? You probably don't. So it needs, uh, it's not your fault. Uh, This is really getting into the weeds. But if in fact the belief that 2 plus 2 equals 4, is a function of white supremacy, then this, those who say that are saying whites are in fact supreme. If you have to believe, if you have to be a white, to believe 2 plus 2 equals 4 and nothing else, no other answer is accurate, then whites are superior. That's what you are saying. Those of us who do not believe in white supremacy, unlike the left and the woke, we don't believe in it. We believe in the su- in the supremacy of values, irrespective of your race, and one value is that math has right answers. In fact, math, I am told, is the purest of all disciplines, since it is the only one with objectively, absolutely objectively correct answers. It is one of the joys, I am told, of engaging in mathematics. You see, in science it's not true. It's sometimes true, but it's, it's not always true. It's always true in math, but it's not always true in science because science evolves. Math doesn't evolve. People may discover more things about math or in math, but it doesn't evolve. Two and two will always be four. That uh, uh, always was, is, and will be somewhat like Lenin. Lenin Gil, Lenin Jiviot, Lenin Budit. Gil. Lenin lived, Lenin lives, Lenin will live. <laughs> One of the joys of my graduate studies in Soviet life and Russian language. Two and two lived, two and two lives, two and two plus four will live. According to a webinar created by UNCA, that is the Orlando Mathematics Coordinators Association, the created by OMCA President Jason toe T-O, proponents of maths, political neutrality, who use the phrasing 2 plus 2 equals 4, are engaged in an act of covert white supremacy. I have a big smile on my face, which if you go to the Salem News Channel, you can verify. Yes, he's proud of me, my engineer, as he should be. That was an act of extraordinary achievement, getting the name right. (laughs) I really debate whether I should laugh or not. It's a very odd thing to have something utterly laughable be so serious. The assault on truth is is the defining element of the left. It is, see, it is not just that truth is not a left-wing value and, and has not been since Vladimir Lenin. It is that a defining characteristic of the left is there is no truth. Two and two may not be four. You are a boy, but if you think you're a girl, you're a girl. It is identical, my friends, it is identical. And this is no knock on these kids, these poor kids. It is a knock on a society that says, oh, of course you're not a boy. Of course you're not a girl. Of course two and two is not four. There is no difference between negating two and two is four and negating that there is a Biological definition to male and female. The covert forms, however, it doesn't matter. You see, what, what, one of the great lessons of, of this recent past is, for, a, for at least half the population, truth is what they are told it is by ideologues. If you're told that a boy who says he's a girl is, is a girl, that men do menstruate, that men do give birth, that men can compete in female sports, half the population says, yeah, of course. There is nothing, including two plus two equals four, that is not negotiable if enough people say it to you. That's the lessons of Orwell. The covert forms of white supremacy allegedly plaguing mathematical education include, quote, ready? Eurocentric math curriculum, standardized testing, and just stick to math. Or I don't see color in my math class. Or, of course, math is neutral because two plus two equals four these all of those statements are to be jettisoned. says the president of umCA, the Ontario Mathematics Coordinators Association, former omCA president Heather. Thesmeier, T-H-E-I-J-S-M-E-I-J-E-R, I assume it's pronounced that way, or Thesmeier, who originally publicized the webinar, serves as the program director for middle and high school math students in the Rainbow District School Board, the largest district of northern Ontario. Her social media history conveys a deep support for Omka's view of mathematics as a potentially malign force. More, unfortunately.
2: Won't teach like that.
1: No, honey, no. I, I have to tell you, this, this article has mesmerized me. The notion that 2 plus 2 equals 4 is covert white supremacy, and that it's a dog whistle to racists. So that's what they're saying in Ontario, the most populous, I believe, province in Canada. So I continue reading from this amazing article. I'll restate the last part to bring you up to speed. Former OMCA, that's the Ontario Mathematics Association, President Heather Taysbayer, who originally publicized the webinar, serves as the program coordinator for middle and high school math students, the largest district in northern Ontario. Her social media history conveys a deep support for OMCA's view of mathematics as a potentially malign force. You hear that? Math is a potentially malign, as in malignant, force. In one tweet, Chase Mayer pointed her followers to commentary by Lori Rubel, an associate professor of mathematics education, Uh uh-oh, whenever I see education and professor together... I assume foolishness follows. Explaining that proponents of 2 plus 2 equals 4 are grounded, quote, in white Western mathematics that marginalizes other possible values. Well, that is true. By saying 2 plus 2 equals 4 and all other answers are incorrect, you are in fact marginalizing other values correct. You are marginalizing incorrectness. (laughs) Oh, boy. Rebell argued that supporters of math's political neutrality were oblivious to a deeper point. Quote, it's, are you ready? This This is why they're so dangerous, among many other reasons. It's about truth. Who holds the truth? Who decides what is true and how open we are as a society to multiple truths? It's very rare that I applaud something I read to you, but this leftist is as honest as the day is long. That is what it is about. It's all about that. Who holds the truth? who decides what is true and how open we are as a society to multiple truths. There is no such thing as multiple truths in math or multiple truths in most disciplines. There may be multiple truths in marital disputes. But that's different. In Certainly, in science, technology, engineering, and math, there aren't multiple truths. There may be multiple errors, but there aren't multiple truths. Now, what is it, Oprah's statement? Well, you know, what's your truth? That's what it's come, it's, as I wrote years ago, we live in the age of feelings, what is uh, Ben Shapiro's famous statement? Feelings don't care about what? The facts. Oh, facts don't care about feelings, right? Facts don't care about feelings. But we your feelings. Okay. Facts don't care about your feelings. That's correct. But in the left only cares about your feelings. How you feel is everything. That's why the transgender issue is so big. You feel you're a boy, you're a boy. You feel you're a girl, you're a girl. You feel two and two is not four, it's not four. By the way, the Oregon Education Department has already implemented this. This is not unique to Ontario in Canada. But that's one of the great lines. Who holds the truth? Who decides what is true and how open we are to multiple truths. Although Rubel acknowledged the equation literally, quote-unquote, equals four, the statement, quote, is used as a kind of basic truth and way to ridicule many critiques of mathematics as white and as Western and as exclusionary. That's correct. We do use that to ridicule critiques of math that state it is white, western, and exclusionary. If math is white and western, then white and western are definitely superior. That is the irony. It is an insult to non-whites and non-westerners to say 2 plus 2 equals 4 is white and western. As math has become hyper-politicized, test scores have continued to plummet. This is about Ontario. Not even half of sixth grade students meet provincial math standards at present. 52% of ninth graders met the bar during the 2021 22 school year, down from 75% just three years prior. Huh? Wow. Well, I don't understand why it's not at 0%. If they're taught that there's no objective answer, that it's a dog whistle to white supremacists to say two plus two is four, and that there's only one right answer, I don't know why it hasn't plummeted to zero. I don't even know why they grade them, since all answers, right, multiple truths, all answers are accurate. What is your answer? What do you feel two and two is? It's all being destroyed. I will uh, return to the Ontario story momentarily that the schools there do not believe that 2 plus 2 equals 4 is an immutable truth, but rather a dog whistle to white supremacy. But now it is a delight, a... Daily Delight in Fundraising Month for PragerU, which is March, to have another young member of, I learned yesterday, we're just about 20,000 members around the world, high school and college students in Prager Force, And so we have one whom I just met right right a few moments ago, his name is Leo Celerole, and... Leo, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Thank you for having me on, sir. Well, it's a delight. I, whenever I meet you, uh, Prager Forest people, it, uh, it brings me, as you can only imagine, tremendous joy and, more importantly, uh, gives people hope for the future. You know, that's a good question for me to ask you, because I take these opportunities to see how people are thinking, especially your generation. So you live in a generation where we we are regularly told America is basically a racist cesspool. Our, right. Our past is, is evil. You will probably end up dying of heat because of carbon emissions. And uh, as I'm reading on the air, there's no real truth. Two plus two is what you make of it. You may, If you say you're a girl and you're a boy, you're a girl. If you say you're a boy and you're a girl, you're a boy. Does this affect you emotionally or in any other way?
6: I mean, I would say it's very distressing that so many of my generation believe in those views. Um, it, like I was going to say, it's just trying to stay the course in a world that's continually kind of growing not to be logical anymore. They don't think logically. They think emotionally. Um, feelings reign supreme instead of logic. It's hard to stay the course, but I've, I think I found a way to keep on it. And what is that way? I mean, for me, it's personally just my uh, values, my character. It's something I want to stay you know, steadfast with, and I don't feel the need to stray the course from. And honestly, what other people think, it's so funny because you think the left that preaches this, uh, it doesn't matter what other people think about you, yet they seem to be the supreme people who f- worry about what everyone's thinking about them. And I think that's the key for us as conservatives um, when we're surrounded in a world that, you know, people are slowly losing their minds and thinking more emotionally than rationally. Uh, we just do not care what those people think. We're going to be kind. We're going to be respectful. But um, we believe what we believe, and it, we are comfortable enough with ourselves to believe that.
1: Has this been difficult to achieve, or you have pretty much have felt like this for years?
6: Uh, I, I would thank my mother for that. She gave me a good upbringing and uh, instilled this in me, and I haven't struggled with it much. I'd say I think more than others, I'm more fortunate because I haven't had to struggle um in certain environments the way other students or young uh, people do um for example i've done most of my schooling remotely uh so i'm not in a public school or even a christian school that's gone you know a little more woke um so i don't have to combat that head on but definitely you still come up against it
1: do you have close friends
6: i would say not at the moment in fact i've lost a lot of them because of my views but that's very typical right
1: that's why I asked you the question. I had no idea what you would say. <coughs> yes, it is typical. That is, that is entirely accurate. But he, uh, I, I'm hopeful, and I think realistically so, that at least within Prager Force you will meet kindred spirits.
6: Oh, absolutely! I mean, that's the wonderful thing about Prager Force and PragerU in general is there's something for everybody, and there's a way to get connected with all sorts of various people, whether they be more like peers or even some of the different voices you have present on on your platform.
1: Hmm. I I asked I asked you my original question because I wonder what it's like to be young and to see vast numbers of the adults of your civilization go mad uh, I did not I did not have that I right I, the adults when I was a kid your age were were generally respectable and respectworthy something so, you could look up to yeah so that that's a that's a loss for you I uh, what's well, it kind of answer your question it's a kind of what I'm sorry. I would agree Yeah, there's something No,
6: I would agree with you, yep. it is a loss, and it's something that is a guiding force that the youth of today does not have. instead, we're you know having the younger generations of the past grow up and they've remained staunch in their ideology. I' right. talking about re- it now, they remain
1: conflict, children. But- I'm going to continue with you in, in yeah. a moment. Uh, please hang on. These conversations are illuminating. Music.